Um, hello everybody, welcome to this episode of the Skills Pod on revision and exams with quite a wide selection of the academic skills team today. You've got myself, Lisa, um, and then everybody else wants to say hi. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Michaela, one of the academic skills advisors for Maths and Stats. And I'm Tony, uh, one of the academic skills advisors on the literacy side of the team. Yesterday is all about just sharing our experiences of our own revision techniques, how we've gone about approaching exams in the past and our best top tips for, for students. I revise meticulously um, because I am a worrier and I like to try and get as much in my brain as I can. So I would start several weeks, but maybe maybe months, I don't know, but I'd start quite a while before the exam and I'd go through all my notes and I'd highlight all the things that I thought were going to, you know, that were important. And then my um, approach was to create flashcards um, that would have like key things that I needed to remember. So my, um, my background's English literature. So it would be things like, you know, if we were studying particular, particular books, like the key characters, the key themes, um, jot down the key passages from books um, that might be useful. So I don't think I had open book exams when I was an undergrad. So it would be kind of noting down quotes that kind of underpinned those key themes. Um, and also kind of like mind mapping as well. So some of my flashcards would have like mind maps on them. And I would just pace around and try and recall the information from those flashcards. And even though you didn't project. do um, kind of open book exams, I think that is still really important, even if you do have an open book exam, is to be able to have that information at your fingertips. Yeah. So things like flashcards can be really helpful in those situations mm -hmm. as well. Um, because at least then, if you do want those key quotes, if you do want that key definitional piece of information, it's it's easily accessible. It's there and it's it's available to you to then build upon that knowledge when you are writing writing your yeah. answers to your question. Yeah, absolutely. I think I definitely think that's the thing with open book exams. Is it's not. I think some people think they're easier because you have the resources at your fingertips. Um, and actually, it's that thing of it might be at your fingertips to a certain extent, but if it's all in different places, different documents, different books actually that takes so much time on the day of the exam in that time frame that you can't locate it at the moment you need it and that can actually send you into a bit of a into more of a panic so I didn't have many open book exams I you know similar probably to you Emma that I had predominantly sort of written assessments um, sort of essay based exams but not open book and what I, I was a bit of a meticulous kind of I'm actually someone who I'm one of those weird people who actually really loves exams. For me, they're an opportunity to kind of go in and sort of in a, in a nice like sort of show off what you do know. So for me, the preparation that goes into that allowed me to do that to the best of my ability. So um, I was more of a kind of I'm a very, like a summary sheet kind of sort of person, really. I'd go through all my notes in a similar way to you. I'm a highlight things that I thought were relevant and then draw them together into kind of one A3 sort of nice, colourful, well-presented summary sheet. I don't know if Tony's going to appreciate this, but as a geographer to me, if I can colour things and make it look pretty, I'm in a, I'm in living my best life. So to me, if it's, you know, 
nicely presented and coloured in that made it much more appealing for me to go back and and revise from it um but given the the nature of the exams I did which were sort of essay based questions where you often had a choice like they were obviously the titles would all be related to similar you know they were on similar topics actually you never knew quite what the question was going to be so to be able to have sort of a summary sheet that I could revise from and have or have had the opportunity to think about how information links together which you know key pieces of research were relevant to particular topics that to me when I could go in and then apply that to whatever the question was in the exam so like I say I found summary sheets quite a quite a useful way to sort of do my revision really. I think from my perspective obviously my exams were probably quite different to most people um, here today that we're, we're chatting to um, coming from a maths background most of my exams were closed book kind of um, calculation driven um, so if that is the case for me particularly with any kind of maths based topic is having those key summaries having those key ways that you can approach different bits and pieces but actually by doing the practice um, so finding relevant questions that are um, in, a, in a similar topic a similar vein and going through and actually practicing them before you have a look at what the answer is and kind of working through it to make sure that those underlying skills are, are there, that you're developing them and that you can follow through logical approaches to those calculation questions. Um, like I say for me, I didn't have to remember references, thankfully, um, but I did have to really understand what it was that I was doing and what really is mathematically sound. So going back to those first principles and finding out how everything links together mathematically was something that was really key for me. So not only knowing, for example, if I need to differentiate something, to be able to do that, my algebra needs to be strong. So how do I kind of work backwards um, to make sure that, that that base of that pyramid, that base knowledge is sound and I've practiced it enough so that when I found that unfamiliar question, that unfamiliar problem, I was able to, to use the skills and knowledge that I'd kind of developed over a slightly longer period of time to be able to, to put that into, into practice, really. That's a really good point about practice as well. So like with English literature, I think most people now get like mock exams. But also, if you can get hold of, you know, three tutors of past exam papers, it's always worth kind of practicing answering the questions. Um, that was something that I found really useful or at least practicing my responses to questions. Yeah, absolutely. And it's things like for me, I always started not timing myself. So giving myself kind of free reign to take my time to to write absolutely everything down um that I could possibly think of on a on a topic that was particularly relevant and then as you start to get closer to those exams that's when you can start to bring in that timed element so you can see exactly what it is that you can fit into the time that you've got available so that like I say you're you're aware of some of the limitations that that time pressures can put on you yeah I think it's a really good point that you just made about kind of that in the run-up to exams kind of just writing down as much as you could remember about something and I I used to be um, a teacher in a secondary school and one of the things I always used to say for students coming in to do in the run-up to exams is because so much nowadays is done 
on technology, using laptops, using devices, actually, if you have to go into an exam where you are expected to write for two and a half hours, and actually that's that, that's the thing I always used to say to the A-level students is when you go up to university, some of your exams may well be longer than you've had to sit before. If you haven't had to actually handwrite something for that period of time, that in itself is actually, it's really quite fatiguing. So mm-hmm. one of the pieces, it's not necessarily something to do it's not necessarily a, re- a revision tip, but I suppose preparing for an exam tip would be, you know, in the in the f- couple of weeks before you do the exam, take yourself off to somewhere quiet, somewhere that's kind of almost replicating exam conditions and just sitting down and actually, can I write continuously for yeah. two and a half hours and almost build in that sort of muscle memory yeah. and so that you've got the sounds it might sound a silly thing to say but almost the stamina to kind of actually get through the exam especially if you're a student who has multiple exams over quite a short amount of time um it it is quite tiring no no it's okay like I say it's just yeah a tiring process really and on the back of that as well um as someone who's marked exams I think we are out of the habit of writing things by hand and obviously in exam conditions we're nervous and there's time constraints so we're having to write quite quickly and it's really really important that your handwriting is legible um, and I think that ties in with what Lisa's saying about you know taking the time to kind of hand to write things out so you get used to having to to write for two hours or whatever um, because I know that when I've been working exams I've had handwriting that I just can't read and it's always heartbreaking as a marker that you is that you is that your handwriting that you're pointing out Tony or <laughs> but it is always heartbreaking as a marker if if, if it's not if, if you can't understand what's being said so do, you know yeah do get into the habit of kind of practicing just just writing because it, it's a skill that I don't think we use a lot no and actually thinking on that you know we have just touched upon the differences in terms of kind of length of time and things like that and it's really important to know your exam before you go into it so what are you expected to do is it that you've got two hours um two and a half hours 50 minutes how many questions do you need to do what kind of questions are they so are they short essay questions are they slightly longer essay questions potentially you might have uh, multiple choice questions so again, it's it's making sure that you're really aware of what it is that you're expecting when you go in so that you're not kind of faced with anything that's a little bit kind of shocking or, or unfamiliar when you get into that exam. It'll just take that pressure off you a little bit um, if you know what it is that you're you're walking into. Absolutely. I would say one thing that people often don't talk about, and this might be controversial for some, mm-hmm. but it's actually over-revising. And what I mean by this is, is I know a lot of people like the night before, they'll just keep cramming and cramming and cramming absolutely everything in. Mm-hmm. And your brain's going to be tired when you get in. So there needs to come a point in that, at least that day before. So typically for me, I'd always stop around about lunchtime the day before that exam. And I wouldn't touch anything else then, because if it's not going to go in then, it probably should have been in already. Um, mm-hmm. And it's that process of allowing you to get back into your normal routine. I think routine is incredibly important because when you are revising particularly if you have multiple uh, exams coming up that like you know you might not be essentially eating properly exercise might go out the window because you're trying to spend every waking day trying to cram in and actually having those time away from revising is actually really important you're going to take in more information you're going to be more Mm -hmm. alert so i say just try not to to over revise make sure you are spending that time um 
having that normal schedule that you would do, have have your tea when when you usually would, try and step away, you know, after every hour, step away for a couple of minutes, do some exercise, get outside, um, you know, and like I say, usually that night before, I wouldn't touch it, um, and I would just try and relax, um, just listen to some music, have some affirmations, particularly in the morning of as well. I'd have a look at some brief notes, and then just before that exam, an hour or so before, just take myself away just trying to settle myself down and then just say to myself, okay, you've done all the best prep you can do and it's going to be all right. And I think that's really important mm-hmm. having those, those affirmations and, and then get into the exam and then just do your best. And then what I would say as well with exams is a lot of people have anxiety over exams because it's almost a sense of, you know, it's that or nothing. You know, you're trying to, you've got that where actually there's bigger things than that. And if you do fail, there's always the opportunity potentially to, resubmit um so don't put all the pressure on that it's it's this or nothing that's never the case um so yeah that's just my top tip yeah and kind of feeding into that as well um tony i know obviously you mentioned about taking time away from your revision and doing things um that's where that revision timetable can come in really helpfully where you can start to build in those times you know if you want to go for a coffee with a friend that's okay it's okay to take that step away that time to look after yourself making sure you're getting as much sleep as your body needs, Um, you know, building in food, going out for a walk, um, getting that fresh air. And that's for me, having that timetable. I'm a bit like Lisa that, you know, we'll build the timetable and add all the colours and all of the different days so that I know exactly what I've got and that I'm comfortable with the amount of of revision that I'm doing with those small breaks in between um, to do other things um that that can really help as well it's just when you're talking about kind of taking um time away from your vision before the exam and taking breaks as you're kind of in the run-up to the exam the other thing i always used to find is making sure you surround yourself with really positive people in the run-up to exams um i my my best friend and I you know we did the same course at uni and we had very different approaches to kind of preparing for exams and she was more of a a last minute kind of person it'd be you know the day before the exam the morning of the exam and she would be like have you looked at this have you looked at this source what do you think about this what do you think is going to come up what are you going to say if this comes up and I found that really really stressful in that then it starts to not so much yeah a bit of a bit you know stress for her because she was obviously stressed at that point but actually stress it that the anxiety it created for me and that oh I don't know actually have I thought about that whereas if I was in my own space doing my own thing kind of getting myself ready for the exam you know for the most part I always thought I've you know I've done as much preparation as I can do I can only do the best I can do at this point now I I didn't need that kind of external pressure being um added on and I think there's also and again I know this this podcast is all about kind of preparing for exams but particularly if you're someone who has a number of exams to prepare for sometimes when you come out of exam when you speak to other exams when you speak to other people and there's that like a, what did you say about that what did you put for that which essay did you choose how did you approach it if you've got more exams to come up and you've kind of had that oh I don't think I did what they all did and now I'm worried and have I done enough preparation for the next exam and all of that kind of stuff I think 
yeah what I'm trying to say in a really waffly way is I think it's about trying to surround yourself with positive people who have the right influence on you in the run-up to the exam periods um and as I was talking about people who have multiple exams sometimes um you have that sort of well my first exam is this so I'm going to start revision early I'll do all the preparation for that exam and then I've got four days before my next one so I'll just cram everything for that next one into that four day window and actually then you put yourself under again you know I always found you doing that would just put me under so too much pressure to try and cover everything in the amount I wanted so when you're creating that revision timetable yes you might do more of one thing than another but actually it can be really beneficial to you to sort of break it break things up by actually I'm going to spend this morning looking at the preparation for this exam for this module but in the afternoon I am going to go and have a coffee with a friend go for a walk go and do something and then and then I'm going to come back and start to just look through my notes for that other module and just start to collect things together or start to note down some initial thoughts on it just so you are breaking up that workload really so you're not putting extra pressure on yourself between exams if you are someone like I say who has a number of them to prepare for. Yeah absolutely and sometimes as well you know the subject that we're taking there are commonalities between different modules different things different elements that we're learning so what you may find is that you start to to build up those connections between each of your individual modules and see how they all link together and you build up that much bigger picture of the top of the topic or the subject that you're that you've chosen to study. I think one thing is what you mentioned there, at least in terms of like you know it's, it's super hard not to after coming out of exam of chatting to your friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I remember, I think it was GCSE or A level. Um and I and I was like, okay, well I've not put any of those answers. So great. Um and I think it's important as well that whilst we're talking about preparation for the exam is actually once your exam is done try not to stress about it because there's literally nothing that you can do now you know you can't go back into that exam hall you can't change it so don't be worrying that i should have done this should have done that what's the mark going to be you're going to have to just switch off because there's physically nothing that you can do now um and that's actually quite once you get into that mindset of that of okay i've done my best and it is what it is and then whenever that date is, you know you're going to get your mark back. Worry about it the day before, fine. But in that lead up, go and enjoy your life. Go and do stuff rather than spending mm-hmm. every single day worrying about whenever that post date is going to be for that exam. I say, you've done it. You've done your best that you could do in that moment. And then just switch off. I think that's a lot. I think some students do constantly go over, should have done this, should have done that. And then they worry the whole idea is you've done your exam now it should be a little bit lighter hopefully mm-hmm. um that pressure should be off your shoulders so enjoy that and then yeah fine you're gonna get a bit nervous the day before i'm pretty sure we all were um before that post date that's absolutely natural because you want to do the best um but just make sure again you try and switch off you've done the best that, that you could do yeah absolutely and it's also really important to remember as well that there are um people at the university that can help um, if you are feeling particularly anxious either before or after your exams. Um, I would always recommend going to chat to um, like the wellbeing team, your PAT, just to, to to talk about potentially some of the feelings that you're having around um, around your exam period. Do we talk about um, tips for going like going into exams, for sitting in exams? Mm-hmm. Does anyone have any kind of methods that they use? For me, it's always kind of like 
I get really anxious, but I just, you know, I sit down and I kind of take a minute just to kind of breathe, to orientate myself. Um, and then then it's kind of like that little bit of an adrenaline rush that, you know, you're just like, okay, just you've just got to get through it. You've got to do it. So looking through, reading the questions several times to pick out, you know, if it's like a, you've got kind of, often with English exams, you have like a part A and a part B and you have like several, you can choose questions, you have several options for questions. Um, so kind of reading through, seeing what catches your eye. Um, and I think my top tip is always to plan, um, plan an answer before you start, before you mm -hmm. start writing. And also to always, I more often than not did not manage this but always allow yourself um make sure that you've got time at the end to kind of proofread to catch anything that's kind of any glaring errors I think that tip about um planning is 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 a great one because it's that it's really easy in that when that adrenaline kicks in in the exam you see a question and you just start writing and I think sometimes you you, you know you do you write a brilliant answer but I think if you don't plan there is a tendency sometimes for some people if they've been desperate there's a part of a topic that you really really love you're really hoping that that question comes up or that's the focus of a question you see something that looks vaguely related to it or fairly similar and then you go off and actually what you end up writing is the answer to the question you wanted it to be rather than the question that's actually been asked on the day of the exam so giving yourself that few moments before you just jump into the writing to think okay what is this actually asking me what's the expectation what knowledge have I got that I can draw on just can sometimes give you that focus again like I say before you just dive into the writing and that can also be really helpful for your time management within your exam as well so if there's a topic that you're so much more comfortable familiar with you know that you can go through that a little bit quicker than maybe some of those other topics where even though it's the same mark it's that you know it should be roughly the same length of time it takes that little bit more thought process to go through um so to make sure that you've built that into your your kind of exam time management um and one thing that i always do as well um with it being kind of maths based exams is making sure that you know the calculator that you're going to use. Um, so if you do go into an exam where you're allowed to use either a specific tool or software or as I say, kind of calculator, making sure that you're so comfortable with it. So I actually still use the calculator that I had for my um, degree. Um, still use it now and I think I could probably use it with my eyes closed and not need to think about where the buttons are. And again, it just helps with that time management of the exam is that I'm not trying to find a button I'm not trying to find a function I know where it is and I can use it and find it really quickly um, and easily um, and like I say all calculators are different so even if you think oh I can just pick up another scientific calculator the day before my exam um, typically um, different functions are in different places or you have to go about finding it a different way or anything like that so I would say to, to spend the time getting used to to the tools that you're able to use as part of your as part of your exam. I mean for me the the two tips I would have going into an exam one is you can never have too many pens uh, or too many of anything really case uh, <laughs> the worst thing you can have is your pen um, running out so yeah it's fine if you've got if you are allowed to bring in um, usually if I remember it's like a clear um, pencil case um then just at least double up on on everything uh, it might seem daft but you just never know uh, in an exam 
Um, but for me, this probably won't come to any surprise to those of you in this podcast. But I would always tell myself, is it about got, food? It's not about food. No, uh, you should make <laughs> sure that you are eating before the exam. That is that is important. Um, but who um, knows? When I sat down at the desk and you were waiting and you you're waiting for that exam, and I just say to myself, "You're gonna do well." Like, you know, you're going to ace it. And honestly, like, I know this sounds daft and I can see you laughing, but it's really important. If, like you say, if you come into an exam and you go, oh, I'm not going to pass this. This is this is awful. Then you're probably not going to pass it because you've already told yourself that. So you need to be in that positive mindset. And then, you know, like I say, you're going to do well. You've done every potential preparation that's possible. You are going to do well and you will. You will do well. And often, quite often, I say you'll do better than you probably thought that you would. Shall I share my top tip that I used to say to all my students? I was once asked very seriously by a student when I was teaching English literature, what, what, what's your advice for the exam? And, and I said, walk into the exam like you're Beyonce. And I just like the fact that I've just imagined all my students walking into the exam like super confident, like they were going to boss it. Um, and so that's my top exam tip walking to the exam like you'll be on to say. I, I think that's a really good tip. I, I think <laughs> literally what like it's that thing of you're gonna it's gonna go how it's gonna go. You're gonna do what you're gonna do and if you you've you've done the preparation, you've you know taken those breaks, you've you know prepared the best you can, you'll do the best that you can. And that's all anybody can ever ask of anybody. So believe in yourself, back yourself and just yeah own the exam that's what we that's what we're that's what we want yeah <laughs> i think that's been a really useful kind of discussion about our our experience of exams and hopefully there's some really useful tips in there um for not just revision but for the exam itself after the exam if you've got multiple exams and like tony said actually it's one piece of a much bigger puzzle and it's you know you're creating the whole picture aren't you so it's just short term for the long-term benefit so we hope that's been really useful to everybody thank you so much for listening to uh this episode of the skills pod and if you do have any questions you can drop us an email at ask at chester.ac.uk thanks so much bye bye bye, bye. bye.